Well, hello, hello. Welcome to the TAO Intentions Podcast. Welcome back to the TAO Intentions Podcast. My name is Orchid Brown, your podcast host. It is Halloween, so we are having a Canadian Halloween. I wanted to try out specials for this season with a Thanksgiving special, which I hope you listened to and enjoyed. And now I will be doing a Halloween special. So I'm still working on the Christmas special, which I I hope I I make a good podcast episode. But this is going to be the second special of the year. So it's going to be a Canadian Halloween special. Now, the concept of this, this Halloween special is that we will be actually talking about succubus and incubus demons. So that will be a little bit later on in the podcast episode, but I really do hope that you all enjoyed your Halloween. I know that today's Halloween, a lot of people chose to stay in for this autumn season and just stayed warm. It is kind of getting chilly, but the weather is kind of up and down, which is which is basically Ottawa. It's a very bipolar weather here. One moment it's cold, next moment it's warm. You can never keep up, but you have to definitely dress for any weather. So I hope that you're all enjoying this wonderful weekend, watching Halloween movies. And if you're not watching Halloween movies, I hope you're enjoying your hot chocolate, a nice red wine, some comfy socks, and just chilling out on your couch, watching any movie you feel comfortable watching for this fall season. Now, to begin the podcast, this is my first Halloween special on this podcast, as I pointed out before. I thought about the topic of this special a lot, but could not decide on what to do. I love Halloween. I love the colors. I love the weather, the concept of warm beverages. I love the warmth and and fuzzy inside feeling that you get from fall. My favorite Halloween movies are Nightmare Before Christmas, Hocus Pocus, and then there's, of course, the Charlie Brown special. Um, Not because he is a bald white guy, with my last name, with unique friends, but just because I just I just like the feeling I get from watching Charlie Brown Halloween and Christmas as well. I love going trick-or-treating uh, for the creative costumes and candy, but I mean, I'm a little bit too old for that now, so I do reminisce on the memories of when I was younger and I went on my first trick-or-treating with some friends and got bags and bags of candy and parents would dress up and try to scare the kids on the street. It was just so much fun to see everyone just having a good time. It was cold, but it was still a blessed time. Some adults did the most original things and were so creative about you know, just the just the concept of frightening children, but not in a sense that they wanted to have a child piss their pants at their door, but they really made it fun. And that's one of the things that I really loved about Halloween. And I I I have hoped to be able to do that one day, but I don't know. I find that people nowadays are a little bit too sensitive. And because they're sensitive about it, there there's a lot of things that are off limit. So I feel I do feel that we have lost the spirit of Halloween. It is not just from, it's not fun anymore as as far as I'm concerned. 
as adults, the parties were cool too. Watching characters get drunk and make out with the weirdest characters, very entertaining. It's it's you need to go to a house party where a lot of people get drunk. You the the most unlikeliest characters find each other. It's not the same characters for maybe a movie or a show or something, you know, symbolic. It's always the weirdest characters that end up hooking up. Like who wants to see uh for example straw man, you know, making out with matrix girl or something like that. It's just very weird. But I, I give that example just to kind of prove how hilarious certain things are during Halloween. And it's very entertaining depending on how you look at things. So I wanted to kind of begin a little bit by going through the history. The history have been lost in translation, but people still enjoy the concept. Even the commercialized version, Halloween is expensive. So we really rich people to give us candy but they are slowly closing up shop a lot of people are not doing the halloween thing and i mean i was quite surprised when i walked through a few neighborhoods during the autumn season and seeing a lot of people who decorated their house which usually means that you know they're allowing uh, people to come to their door and give them candy during covid so it was nice to see that you know some people still had the spirit And some people were willing to spend the money for the chocolate and chips and candies to give out to to kids so that they can enjoy themselves. So I really do. I really do appreciate that that some people are still trying to keep it alive. So let's start from the beginning. Halloween began as a pagan religious festival from the ancient Celtic spiritual tradition. This was a time to welcome in the harvest and usher in the dark half of the year from October 31st to November 1st. Celebrants believe that the barrier between the physical world and the spiritual world break down during this time, allowing more interactions between humans and demons of the other world. A lot of religious people believe that October, the entire month, is a is a, a spiritual month. And so a lot of people sometimes go into praying and fasting during this time and trying to ward off demons and evil that might be coming into their lives or or staying away from certain people that might exhibit certain demonic behaviors. So on a religious standpoint, a lot of people pray against a lot of evil. And there have been situations in the past where a lot of rituals that were demonic that would happen during the time of October. And it does not necessarily mean from October 1st to November 1st that that was the time that a lot of people do it. It was mostly throughout the month of October that you just, a lot of demonic groups or cults would start to do certain things during the month of October, please do not ask me what they do. I have no idea. I don't know if I would want to research what these demonic cults and people do during the month of October. And maybe if I'm brave enough, I might do it for next Halloween. But as far as that goes, I'm not about that life. So I cannot tell you specifically what they are doing. So let's continue. The festival took place during the time of fall equinox and the winter solace. The celebration lasted about three days and three nights. Mm, Very biblical. Where locals were required to show themselves to local 
kings and chieftains. You know how it was back in the day. Villagers would prepare offerings that were left outside villages and fields for fairies. I think I saw this in Outlander when I started watching it. I think they dedicated an episode to this. Um, I think in the, the specific episode, they, I guess a baby was sick and the villagers believed that if they put their sick baby into the woods, that the fairies would take the baby or something like that. And I guess that was just their way of, of getting rid of certain defected babies in the village. It's very weird. Anyways, I should not have digressed. It was expected that ancestors might cross over during this time as well. The villagers would dress as animals and monsters so that fairies were not tempted to kidnap them. Some of the monsters included shapeshifters, headless women wearing white dress, headless men on a horse, or riding flame-eyed horses, very much a death omen. We see these characters in a lot of famous movies, and people love the consumption of images of these images often and that would include the supernatural our obsession with the supernatural is addictive and this is something that if you look back into your past as a child you were very much into a lot of the supernatural things if it was not a werewolf show or a movie or vampires I, I noticed that there was a huge jump in zombies like people are so fascinated with the death coming back to life to eat our brains and kill us and turn us into zombies as well those types of things scare is scary to me because i i feel like they movies these days have made it so so realistic so every time i watch you know a contagion kind of movie where someone gets a viral outbreak and they turn into like flesh-eating monsters it kind of scares me it really does because it's it's too real if you grew up reading the bible you you'd read certain parts of the bible especially revelations where it talks about you know judgment day where the dead will come back to life to be judged and in my mind i was like oh my god so since i was a child not even a child a teenager i had made it my mission to the day that i die i will be cremated i'm like i'm not coming back judgment or not no one's bringing me back from the grave i'm not about that life so no so when i see zombie shows or movies it really freaks me out it's a little too realistic for me but a, a lot of people are obsessed with the supernatural especially you know during halloween they want to dress up as as the thing that scared them the most i remember talking to a girl who told me she's like oh my god how could you watch nightmare before christmas and i said why she's like that movie scared me to death when i was younger and i said are you kidding me i love nightmare before christmas it's like a love story it's all about love how, how would that terrify you um, and I was like, okay, well, I don't know what you were watching as a child, but y'all need to get on Candyman. The original Candyman, that movie killed me. Every single time I see this actor in any film or any TV shows when he does guest appearance, I'm like, oh my God, this is a terrifying episode. I think he even showed up in Riverdale at some point in one of their like creepy Halloween, Halloween episodes. And I was like, oh my God, it's Candyman. So it still terrifies me whenever i see him because candy man was a scary film i mean chucky killed me 
Jaws was another one that scared me to death. And I think there's another one. It's something to do with worms in the earth, but it was it was like out in the country. I can't remember what it's called, but it's out in the country. And these things are coming out of the earth and like eating people. And those were the things that really scared me as a child. So when people tell me the type of movies that scared them, I'm like, okay, you, y- y'all didn't have the right childhood here. Your parents should have let you watch the stuff that would really give you nightmares. But as the people got older, their fascination with vampires, werewolves, and zombies have, have taken hold in our society. Especially with Ottawa, they have the zombie walk. So people dress up like zombies and put blood all over themselves and they start walking like zombies in the streets. And it looks fun. I just won't do it. I've also noticed that, you know, supernatural has somehow turned into a sexualized thing. So you're watching all these movies and in, in the popularity of Twilight and is it called Blue Blood? And the other one with that annoying girl what is that other one called? I can't remember it, but it's the other vampire show with this really annoying girl. And um, she's like a lead character. But it seems to be sexualized, like having a dude come and jab his teeth into your body and drain you of your blood and you're dead is is now considered sexy. You know, you're dating the, the werewolf or the witch that taps into dark powers um, you know, they even started developing movies where zombies are, are falling in love. It's really weird. But they're somehow trying to humanize the supernatural and make it less scary and a bit more romantic and very sexualized. I mean, Chucky's Bride came out and I was like, what do you mean? Chucky's a doll. What do you mean Chucky got married and have kids? Like, this is ridiculous. But anyways, I digress again. Um, so I, I just find that, you know, supernatural is, is, is become very twisted and somehow they're, they're making it okay, um, for, for these things that should be considered bad, um, to, to take hold in a romantic way. I mean, has any of you ever dated someone as an energy sucking vampire? They don't suck your blood, but they suck your energy and they take the life out of you for some apparent reason. And I'm sure none of you enjoyed it. So I have no idea why these toxic relationships involving supernatural beings are are being portrayed in television and movies and considered to be hot just because they had like a, a popular, you know, actor at the time playing this, this, this devil. I don't know what else to call them, but I guess, you know, Twilight was so popular just for that. Everyone was obsessed with, not everyone, but some people were obsessed with Robert Pattinson. Still don't get it, but let's continue. So we're not going to bring up how this was brought to America. I'm sure you can guess. Uh, If not, you can do your research. The changes from those times, the pagan times uh, of the harvest and the festival, Uh, compared to now is that we are now desensitized by supernatural forces we do not fear the supernatural as much as they did back in the day these demons present themselves as people using people or influencing people you really don't know your neighbors and a lot of people you know would say that but they truly don't understand when you're watching these serial killer movies and you're learning about real life demon in in real life 
in, in a person's body, their thoughts. A lot of people would say that it's a mental illness, but they trap people in basements. They're hacking up people and killing them and leaving them all over the place. This is a year round thing. It's not just only on a certain period of time of year. There are thousands of people disappearing and ending up dead and, you know, could most likely be killed by serial killers. These serial killers are as nice as your neighbors. They are sweet, they're kind, they're caring, they come to your barbecues with your family and your friends and they hang out and they're really charismatic and, you know, they just don't give you any red flags that something might be wrong with them. These are your neighbors as well. So this is the reason why I just feel that a lot of people are moving, are separating the supernatural um, and just looking at people as just a threat, like it's just a person. People are doing this. It's it's not the supernatural. And so with the rise of serial killer movies and TV shows, I mean, most girls I know right now are obsessed with you. And I I watched a few episodes of you on Netflix, and I just couldn't really go any further because it was really hard for me to, to separate the character from Dan Humphrey, Gossip Girl, because I love Gossip Girl. I think I've watched Gossip Girl like three times already the entire season. That's how much I love this. So I really don't want to taint the character that I really do like by watching this. It, just, it was just freaky. And I think I just started watching Prodigal Son on Netflix. And that's based on a serial killer. And they're humanizing the serial killer. And to be perfectly honest, watching the season, I didn't really want the serial killer to die. I really wanted him to live. Now you know something's wrong when you're rooting for the serial killer. And then you have all these series on on Netflix just of, of stories of serial killers that may be in prison or they're dead now because they've died off. But it's really scary. But there's such a fascination with it that most people are watching it. They're getting their popcorn and their glasses of wine and they're getting comfy and they're sitting on a couch and they're just watching it. And it's fun. People are just, they're, they're not afraid of of serial killers anymore they're not looking at their neighbors like you know what my neighbor is suspicious no it's almost like please serial killer come into my home tell me all your secrets i want to know everything it's really terrifying so i just feel that a lot of people are not are not they're not scared they're not afraid of of death there because it's it's almost like it, it's invited. It's invited into your home. It's invited into your, your frame. Like when you think about death, it's like, yeah, well, it's going to happen. It's good to go. All of these things. And so this is one of the reasons why I just wanted to touch on that topic here during Halloween. Because it's kind of the best time to talk about it. I can't really think of any podcast episode I could create where I specifically talk about this. There is also this rise in fascination of speaking to the death. And keep in mind, this has been going on for years. But... I actually know someone who's like, yep, I paid a medium money to talk to a, a dead friend who committed suicide years ago. And this is actually in. And I, for me personally, I just feel that the dead should just stay dead. Like leave, leave them in peace. Let them be in peace. Don't rise them up from wherever they are, limbo, heaven, hell, wherever it is, just so you can talk to them, so you can get some closure. I mean, what is a dead going to say to make you feel better? Like you couldn't have come up with that yourself. So you're going to go spend money to, to ask someone who can see and talk to the dead to, to you know, <laughs> tell you what this dead person who died years back 
how they're feeling, I don't get it. It's it's a huge it's a huge rise though. A lot of people are into it. Unfortunately, I'm not. If listen, when I die, I hope no one contacts me from beyond the grave because if I if I was to come through, I'm most likely going to say get a life. I'm dead. Move on. Live your life. Leave me in peace. But that's just me. So, to continue. The worst people are usually people you might know family members, friends, which is much scarier because they're so close. The world is now the face of evil and hearing disturbing reports in the newspaper, television, and radio. It is sensationalized and most time reenacted by real people. You know, some of these copycats that like to reenact other serial killers because they got so famous off being serial killers. People's obsession with fame pushed them to this level where they go off trying to mimic what other people are doing by killing innocent people um, just so they can be famous. These demons are year-round. No one is truly safe. People embrace the darkness. The supernatural is sexy. It's almost like you feel like you're living. Everyone's trying to feel fear or love. They're just obsessed with chasing these specific emotions because it makes them feel alive. It's like an adrenaline rush. And so a lot of people are just embracing. They're just embracing hell on earth, really, and praising it or calling for it. If you go to church, you'll you'll hear certain Christians in the churches talk about, you know, judgment day and how judgment day is coming. It's almost like they really need it to be here. They need it to be here now so they can watch other people get judged. And in my mind, I'm like, why would somebody be speaking such death into their lives and other people's lives as a means to spite another person and believe that they will not be judged? It's very weird. Very, very weird how a lot of people curse themselves in, in, in hopes to curse other people. It's just, it's mind-blowing. It's that bad. It's a year-round thing. It's not just October anymore. It's a year-round thing. So now let's get on the topic of succubus and incubus demons. Just as a warning, I do not know much about these specific demons. I have heard of these demons in the past, but did not believe until... A succubus demon is a female demon lover who approaches male in their dreams to have sex. This supernatural entity that appears in dreams to seduce men, usually through sexual activities. An incubus demon is a male demon that seeks to have sexual intercourse with sleeping women. I don't understand why the definition is so different when it comes to succubus and incubus. Because, I mean, seducing men, you know, through sexual activities sounds so much nicer. And then when they're describing the incubus, it's like, oh, no, they're seeking sexual intercourse with sleeping women. Well, honestly, the, the, the succubus demon is doing the exact same thing. They are seeking sexual intercourse with a male sleeping man like I, I don't know how else to say it it's it's very it's very funny how how the definition just kind of or description of what they are just seems to change uh depending if it's a male or a female very funny some people believe this is a cultural belief in different religion 
science introduced this phenomenon as a psychological disorder, as a syndrome, most likely, which is quite weird. Some people have a few days of these demons in their dreams and others last for years. And I've actually read a few studies um, that were done where, where, you know, certain men were stuck in a, not even stuck, but every single night they go to bed for about three years, they're, they're having sex with this succubus demon. And they just, you know, now they're in an institution where they're trying to get out of the dream. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, this is so weird. But anywho, um, a male friend, and this is story time, story time, y'all. A male friend decided to share with me one day a dream they had. I was very curious because I've never heard of succubus and incubus demon ever. And this was my first time hearing about it. I can't tell you the whole story, but I can share just this one little tiny piece of the story. Yeah. A message to my friend. I'm sorry, bro. I just had to share this. Don't worry. No one will know it's you. (laughs) Back to story time. He started his story by saying that I'm having the strangest dreams. Okay, what kind of dreams? He said, well, there's this thing that comes in my dreams and climbs on top of me and starts having sex with me. Because I'm an analytical person, I I start to think, so you're always erected in all of your dreams? And then this thing just comes out of nowhere and just jumps on tops and just starts riding. So I had to hold back that analytical part of thinking and just kind of continue to to have him explain so i would say thing what kind of thing please explain so then he just went on by saying well i think it's a a woman but it looks like a thing it gets very dark and ominous and you you slightly see parts of the face but it it just looks like a demon And I said, and you let that thing crawl on top of you? And he goes, well, it was weird because in the dream, you know, I was sleeping in the bed with my girlfriend right beside me. And it was just, it felt like, it felt real. It felt like I was in my room. It felt like, like every night when I'm with my girlfriend and then out of nowhere, you know, this thing just comes out, didn't come through the front door, just comes out of the darkness, all black uh, with women curves a very distorted face, you know, have long nails and long fingers and claws and just starts, starts having sex with me. And I would say, okay, I said, wow, that is, that is intense. So I asked, you know, did this thing have tits? You said it had, you know, curves, did it have tits? And he said, maybe. So I I had to ask again. I said, well, well, didn't you touch it? And he said, no. So now I'm confused. And I said, this thing just comes and rides you he said yes i said all right i asked did your girlfriend wake up while this was happening in the dream and he said no she was fast asleep like nothing was happening i said well this dream sounds realistic he said the dream was vivid like he felt everything from her claws digging into his chest like everything every sensation imaginable he could feel it so I, I was like, whoa, that is on another level for me. Like a, a demon thing coming into your dream and, and having sex with you and you could feel everything. It's not just like a regular dream. It's like you felt 
everything. Now my curiosity was getting the best of me. And I said, well, did you enjoy it? And he said, yes. He said it was the best sex he ever had. I said, wow, how many times does this happen? He explained that, you know, it's a few times so far. I said, does this form seem familiar to you? And he responded saying, not really, but yes. She reminds me of a woman I met as a child. And I said, okay, please continue. And so he went on to say that this woman was similar to a woman that would stop by his his parents' house when he was little. And, you know, she'd visit his mother. But, you know, nothing... nothing ever really happened between him and this person in any sexual way she was just a family friend he can't remember ever being attracted to her because he was just a child so he thought it was very odd that this thing that's coming into his dream resembles this woman from his childhood he said that she was always good to him very kind person so he just did not understand why this demon took the form of someone so trusting and loving though i had to explain to him at that point after getting as much information as i possibly can based on his experience with these specific dreams i had to say i i cannot interpret dreams but it's messed up to hear this because i've never heard this before and i said did you do your research he then continued to say yes he it aligned with the succubus demon when he started really researching what it was he was encountering in this dream or these dreams it's more than one told him that i didn't know anything about demons so i can't i can't speak on that topic but i really did hope that he found somebody that he could speak to about it because it is quite concerning i don't know it would freak me out personally to have some demon start you know having sex with me it was it's just weird he said he did he spoke to a prophet speaking to that prophet did help him to to kind of understand and just kind of figure out the root of the problem. So after he said that, I said, okay, so if the demon did come back to have sex with you, would you do it? He said, well, you know, it's kind of hard not to because the sex is so good. I thought, damn, you have your girl lying there beside you in your bed and you're telling me that the demon is doing it better? Like, shoot, how are girls supposed to compete with this? So after the conversation, I just prayed for him because something spiritual is happening and that's all I can share on this story. His mother from back home believed that someone had put a curse on him, which most people relate these demons to witchcraft or if the demon resembles someone they know, she's a witch and putting curse on on people or just certain men in general. The amount of women in the past that were murdered due to that accusation is insane. To be accused of witchcraft just because some dude in a village, you know, starting to have sexual dreams about a woman down the street, oh, she must be doing witchcraft, so she's a witch, now we're gonna kill her. That is crazy. A lot of innocents were lost due to these types of accusations. Hence why movies of witches being burned at the stake and hung and things like that are so popular to kind of bring attention to you know a lot of women that were murdered in the past 
for things that had nothing to do with them. It could just be a sick thought that came into a man's mind and he couldn't handle it anymore because he can't have the woman. He's married with children and he just has to get her killed. You never know. It's just it's just really crazy. It's it's very insane. So, you know, these Salem witch trials and TV shows and movies are are one of the supernatural things that are are very popular nowadays after that story i was completely freaked out my heart was beating i was worried for him because i've never heard of this before and i know i keep repeating that but it really did freak me out my heart was beating at this point a week after that story was shared to me i had a strange dream in the dream i went to sleep in my comfortable bed the dream was identical to my bedroom nothing changed it literally felt like i didn't even go to sleep or you know when you're just lying in the bed and you're just preparing to fall asleep but you're not really there yet my room looked identical to that so it did not feel like i was in a dream it was just so completely weird there was this dark figure standing by my bed i was freaked out and it was very weird so I went back to sleep because I thought it's just all in my mind. There's no way that this is this is actually happening. I felt this claw, like long hand touching my my feet and cold breeze blowing under the sheets. And I thought, what? Which could only mean that someone is lifting my sheets in my dream that felt real, like I was not sleeping at all. I could hear my heart beat in my ears heavy breathing coming from from myself because i was scared so i rolled over and i looked at it because again i'm not gonna let this whatever this is think that it has power over me uh it stood up it was huge and tall it was pitch black with horns on its face like multiple horns sticking out of its face and like a, two big horns on the top of its head it was very weird long fingers and claws and a very ugly face i it was pure muscle as well so it i i looked this creature up and down because i was i this is not normal so and and for some apparent reason, like he would turn slightly and because of the lighting from maybe my kitchen, because I like to leave my my kitchen over the stove light on, it was coming through my, my bedroom. And when he turned slightly, he had the hugest dick I've ever seen in my entire life. It was as long as my leg. Like that's how bad it was. And I just sat up in my bed and I thought, are you serious warning i will be saying some things that were inappropriate but it's in the it's based on what actually happened in this dream so i have to use the actual words that i use so after taking in this demon just 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 the image of him who resembled no one i have met in my life which is quite different from what my friend had experienced i got angry I sat up in the bed and I screamed at the demon and I said, what the fuck? Who told you to come here and bug me and mess with me? I said, I don't want to see your ugly ass ever again. Get the hell out of my place. Get the hell out of my house. and I never want to see you again. Thank God the actual demon turned around and walked out of my bedroom 
and I watched it leave. It didn't open the door. It just walked through the door. It was very odd. But I never saw hit again. So who knew you could tell a demon to leave? You hear these stories from men and read about cases where these dreams happen for days, even years. I sometimes have to wonder, did they say no? Because I said no. I said, don't touch me and get the hell out. If the sex was that good, thank God I've never experienced it, would you say no? Most people don't have the strength. It is an escape, a pleasurable escape at that. And so did they really want it to stop, especially if it's happening multiple times? Who doesn't want to have extremely mind-blowing good sex? I, I personally wouldn't do it because, again, it's an ugly thing with orange long hands and dick as big as my leg. There's no way in hell I'm going to let that come anywhere near my body. So, of course, it was going to be a no for me, but for, for, for men who have maybe heard the story or with the read the cases online, they didn't say no. They enjoyed it. They, they kept allowing it to, to, to happen over and over and over and over again, and they never wanted to escape. If anyone has experienced a dream like this, you are not alone. I just wanted to, to end the podcast episode by talking about this story. If Hopefully in the future, I'll meet someone that knows a bit more about Succubus Demon and Incubus Demon and would be a guest on the podcast for a Halloween special where we would talk about it in length and maybe even provide a bit more experience. Uh, but for now, I just wanted to kind of share a story time uh, during Halloween. And this was quite terrifying to me. So I don't know if it's going to be considered terrifying to you. Maybe you'll laugh at this. Either way, happy Halloween. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast episode. Don't forget to click the follow button under TAO Intentions Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Support all our guests by following all of their social media pages. Visit our social media page for updates on our guests per week and our guests on the YouTube channel. Our social media pages are Facebook at The Ambitious Obsession, Instagram and Twitter at The Ambitious Obs. Share your favorite podcast episode with your family and friends. And I hope you have a splendid Halloween.